0: You are listening to episode 23 of the Less Stress, More Fun Podcast, the company you keep. You are listening to the Less Stress, More Fun Podcast. I'm your host, certified coach Lisa Schwaller. Each week, we talk about how you can rise above the stress of modern living so that you can focus your energy on what matters most. All right, let's get started. Well, 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 who are you spending time with today? Well, you and I are spending time together in a way. And how fortunate am I to be able to be talking to you today? I love to think about how people inspire each other. How we get ideas about what's possible from the people closest to us. Our brains love the familiar. So the company we keep anchors us in both possibility and expectation. I like to joke, I'm like, if the impact of our parents had nothing to do with the shaping of our ideas of what we're capable of and what's possible for us, well, coaches and therapists would be out of work. People shape us. And yes, we shape people. When most people consider the concept of who shapes them, they think of the people they call friends and family. It's common in the self-development and performance circles to be like, you are the, you know, the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. And I like that idea, but I really want to take it a little bit deeper. We're going to talk about that today. In this podcast, we're going to do a deeper exploration Of the people you spend time with. I'm going to offer thoughts about what attracts you and repels you from others. And of course, I'll be sharing tips for cultivating a group of people who support your goals and value. You know, basically a group of people that you want to show up for and that show up for you. But let's first, let's start with what's happening in your life right now. What? Personalities do you spend time with on a weekly or monthly basis? And I said that question very specifically. So there's who you spend time with, the actual people, but then there's the personalities that, uh, or the characteristics of those people. Start first by taking a, a close inventory of who you're most intimate with. These could be family, close colleagues, even at work. These are the people that you trust with the Broadest view of your personality. These are the people that you trust to show more of you. They're the people who know you, or you would describe that they're the people who get you, right? So these are the people that you choose to be emotionally, intellectually, comedically intimate with, right? They're the people who know you the best that you would say. And now, kind of moving out to another layer, these are. People that know you pretty well, they could even be like a lot of people. They're even immediate family or extended family. Like there are people who know you pretty well or have known you over time, but maybe not the deepest, most innermost you. And then out a layer from that are acquaintances, um, friends that you see just once in a while. It could be neighbors, high school friends you see on Facebook, and then. I like to factor in when you think of people that you spend time with on a weekly or monthly basis, who are the fictional people you spend time with? This could be the shows that you watch. It could be the entertainment you choose regularly. It could be the podcasts you listen to or the YouTube channels that you follow. Get curious here. What kinds of entertainment do you choose regularly? What kind of characters and books? have made an impression on you or movie characters that have made an impression on you. When you're watching the news or scrolling social media, what famous people do you spend time with? It could be politicians. It could be, uh, I don't know, celebrities. It could be, you know, thought leaders. Just getting really curious about the influence of personalities in your life. And it's the actual real humans that you interact with regularly all the way out to the people that you learn from or pay attention to. And with that in mind, kind of doing that brief mental inventory of all of the personalities that are in your sphere, it's the company you keep in actuality and in your imagination. It's fun then to take it to the next level. And thinking about what attracts you to or repels you from certain people. Have you ever thought about why you take certain people into confidence? You know, when we were talking about that group of people that you're the most intimate with, however you would define that, people who really know a lot of you, why did you choose those people to take into confidence? And, you know, on the other side of the spectrum, why are some people irritating to you there's a popular view in the psychological realms including coaching that we individuals tend to be attracted to and repelled by people who are similar to us i'm going to be vulnerable and tell a story here there's someone that i've known for a long time decades And I was thinking about a choice that they made and was thinking to myself, you know, they always seem to kind of conform to whoever they're hanging out with. Like, you know, one month they're with a group of people who does skydiving and they're super into skydiving. And six months later, they've taken up, you know, antique doily replication and they're crocheting all the time. Of course, my coach brain was like, oh, I love this, like, always, never language. That's always a clue for me to pay attention because really it's so teen drama, right? They always do that. They never do this. I was in my mind mulling about how this person changes interests and gets super involved. And then, oh, snap, it me, of course, I wasn't even really through the first paragraph before I was laughing. What I was observing in this other person is something that it could be considered true about me. And honestly, the reason it irritated me so much is because on my super secret short wish list of things I wish I'd change about myself, I wish I was someone who would pick a thing and just stick with it and not make a big deal out of it. I do tend to be what they are now labeling as multi passionate. You know, ask my kids when I was in my crochet phase, I made more crocheted hats than, you know, we live in Houston, Texas. Who's going to wear all these hats? But it was just funny because I was like, oh, of course. The people that I click with and the people that push my buttons. Really do mirror qualities about myself. So, for you, consider the people that you seem to click with. Do they have qualities that you admire, that you have aspirations to developing for yourself? Do they have values that you have in common? Or do they represent shadow qualities that you wish you could express? And then on the other hand, people who really irritate you, do they have qualities that are things that you don't really like about yourself. Like, they're similar in nature, even if maybe they show up in behaviors differently. I invite you to explore the people who really annoy you and get curious why. Oh, Doing this can be such a gold mine for finding your personality blind spots it can be so effective at unveiling or revealing stories you have about life that you may not have even known were there. But let's go ahead and take it down into the tips that you can intentionally cultivate the company you keep. My best tip is, first of all, let go of your past in the sense that who you were, what you did, and who you did it with back in the day it really has no bearing on who you are, who you decide that you are, and what you can do today and in the future. It's a story. Your past is a story that actually you can write, rewrite, edit. I had the, the funny thought pop in my head. Remember the Lion King? And Pumbaa said, hey, you've got to leave your behind in the past. And Tim Owen was like, don't hurt yourself. you got to put your past behind you, kid. Right. He's talking about you've got to just kind of be where you are and move forward. And a lot of us form our identity, our social identity out of past relationships. So tip number one is just let the let the past lie. If you're going to intentionally shape the company that you keep and shape your identity by association, you can just start with today. What happened in the past doesn't need to matter. Really doesn't. The second tip is to use your imagination to form relationships that serve you. Of course, you can change your actual in-person relationships or your other associations. You're a grown-up. You get to do what you want to do. If you want all new friends, do it. Do you want to run off to an island to sell seashells with new friends by the seashore? Sounds fabulous. Call me. We'll run off and go sell seashells. But practically, the fastest way we can change the company we keep is through our imagination. This is the easiest way to change the company you keep without totally overhauling your lifestyle. I'll give you an example that I use every week. Each Wednesday, I have a meeting with my advisory committee board. I made that title a little redundant because I think it's funny and it sounds very official. I have six illustrious people on my board. I've met them through books, podcasts, other things in my travels. And you know, I may never meet them in person, but these people on my advisory board give me incredibly good advice every week. Here's how it's set up I have a Google document and it's a table with each one of the people. And I am responsible to bring a well thought out question or an issue to get their guidance on. And then each one of them provides basically one to two minutes worth of guidance. And I type that all down. Oprah is invited to be a member of my advisory board. And I'll never forget the time that she told me the question really wasn't a good one and to try again next week. (laughs) Oh, that made me laugh. Because of course, I'm not crazy. I knew it was me channeling what I think she would say to me based on what I know of her through being uh, an observer for decades. But that feedback was right. I was thinking through an issue where the question I was asking really wasn't the best question I could have been asking. My advisory board is one vehicle of connecting to people and creating the company I want to keep even if it's in my imagination do you know who else sits on my advisory board I invite every week I have a a feedback from me one year into the future so this version of me this this issue or question that I'm bringing it's just a memory to her and it's a very grounding practice to have that relationship with myself in the future It reinforces that the company that I'm keeping primarily is me and the person that I'm creating and who I'm going to be in three months, six months, one year, 10 years. Talking to my advisory board through my imagination taps me into wisdom, but it really does shape my inner social expectations. When I'm hanging out every week for for Oprah, and I take this appointment very seriously, I I show up, I come with a very good question, and I really respect the time of the people on my advisory board. I treat it as if it's it's real, because in my mind, it is real, and it shapes what I expect of myself and the kind of people that I want to spend time with. with. The company I keep reflects the choices that I'm making for myself. And this includes my real life community as well as my fictional community. I have the opportunity to collect people where I can show up to inspire, challenge, and support them, and they inspire, challenge, and support me. I don't know if you've ever <laughs> watched How I Met Your Mother. There's an episode where there's um, they're at a wedding and. The premise is that Barney is saying, Hey, whoever you have drinks with on Friday night is going to be the person that you spend the the weekend with. The knight shows up and is saying, You've chosen poorly or you've chosen wisely. And I love the idea when it comes to crafting the company you keep that you get the opportunity to practice your choices and see if you're choosing poorly or wisely. But it's fun to choose intentionally, which brings me to. Coach Lisa's homework for this week. First, write a list of 25 influences in your weekly life. These are people who interact with you in reality, day-to-day, phone calls, family, colleagues. They could be the influences that come into you through entertainment like social media, TV, movies, books. And then look at that list of 25 people that the company that you spend Time with every week on average, and look at it objectively. What values do the people on your list embody, whether they're fictional or human, alive or dead, real or imagined? Does spending time with these people, these characters, these personalities influence you in becoming the person that you want to spend time with? Because remember, you are the one and only person who is in each and every scene of your life. You're shaping the character. You're writing the dailies, as it were, of the character of you. And you really do have so much more choice than you think around who's going to be part of the ensemble, the people closest to you that you're the most intimate and connected with. You actually even have more choice than you realize over the background characters. Step into the role of casting director. Choose wisely and choose intentionally and think about, as you are deciding the person that you want to be and become, who you're going to travel with, who is going to be part of that journey with you. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying what you're learning, I'd love to have you as a member of the Less Stress, More Fun community on Facebook. Join me there to continue the conversation from the podcast. Plus, you'll get access to things I share only with community members. I'll talk to you next week.